welcome to episode 393 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm joined by the other two M's who may or may not be in a car wash, but M's, <laughs> let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Joey, continuously plagued by sound issues, we'll start with you. Hi, this is Joey. Please give me hot wax Moser. I don't know what else you want me to do. Literally in, like I said, a three by five room with nothing but my lamp, my computer, and a glass of wine. Just like, yeah. So in case our listeners were wondering, that is the sound of gay radiation. (laughs) It's the gay, it's the gay anger from from bros bombing at the box. Oh, office. let's oh. let's let's wait, wait. <laughs> Draw it mildly. Draw it mildly. <laughs> it's gonna go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joey, did you tell us where they where people can find you? Um, at Megan's grave. <laughs> <laughs> crying, crying. Thank you. Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, sure, We're no. digging the hole. <laughs> um. Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Moser 83. Megan. I am Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter and you can find Joey at my grave. And <laughs> um and please avenge my death, everyone. <laughs> and again, on Twitter I, at Hey Dude Meg. Did I say Hey Dude Meg? I don't even remember. You did not. Go ahead. Sorry, and I stepped um, all over. On you. Twitter at Hey Dude Meg, sorry. <laughs> And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. So as you can tell, listeners, this is a laid back podcast. We didn't really have a pertinent or pressing subject for this week. So we're just gathered around the water cooler in, in what we would call a coffee talk. And if you don't know what that means, then you're too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know. We're just going to sit back and talk about movies and film, television, yeah. whatever, you know, no big whoop. <laughs> so there we go. That is the last I will do of that. Good job. Um, thanks. Thanks so much. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Yeah, for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Now I know complain. that's excellent. Now, Joey, I know you are still sitting Shiva for bros. Is that correct? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> Um, it is one of the things we were going to talk about um, this week. So I think um, just to go ahead and, and and break the ice on that one, um, let's talk about Bros, a film I have not seen. Megan, have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's part of the problem. Well, there you are, yeah. you dumb subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, the funny thing is, is that I had I was thinking about it on Thursday night. I was like, should I go see Smile or Bros? And I was like. And I'm probably a good test for this, but I was like, I really want to see Smile. Uh, And I thought, oh, bros will be fine. And but um, little did we know that I guess it it, I I actually I'm probably one of the people, too, that just wasn't like bowled over by the trailer for bros. But the word of mouth was what made me want to see it. Um, And I still want to see it. But um, I chose Smile instead. I uh, got yourself an ally. Okay. <laughs> I have kissed so many gay guys. <laughs> Ron Howard ally. voice. Bros was not fine. <laughs> um, so as we're talking, of course, uh, by now everybody knows because there's been a thousand think pieces about this. And we're going to have one more. Um, just audio. Uh, Bros was forecast to come in somewhere around 10 to 15 million. Um, probably 15 was on the loftier end of expectations, but, uh, and, and it, you know, opening with 3,300 screens nationwide, I think, um, it did well in New York and LA, uh, and then nowhere else. 
Like I, I it's grossed for just 4. over 8. 4 million, somewhere around four, what was it? 4.8? Yeah. Almost five. 4.8 million. Yeah. Okay. Almost five, just under 5 million. How about that? Does that sound better? Sure. Um, just under 5 million at the box office this weekend. Um, beaten by the second week of the re-release of Avatar. Oh, that you had to say that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm, I can't take credit for that. That was actually given to me, hand-delivered by by our friend uh, Jalal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Who has his own thoughts, and I'm not going to speak for him. Uh, uh, I would as love to, to why. hear what he has to say. Yeah. Well, anyway, Joey, yeah. why don't you start because i know you've seen the film three times you love the film and uh-huh. you know obviously because the film didn't make you know a ton of money on its opening weekend it doesn't mean that it's not a great movie clearly but uh why don't you tell us sort of where your thoughts are on on the box office performance um i actually thought it was going to be fine too like i thought there was a lot of coverage about it there was a lot of I kept seeing ads everywhere for it. I thought it was a. I thought it was going to be fine. For some reason, I think the mixture of me just really loving the movie and sort of seeing the reaction at TIFF, which was very overwhelming, which is you know not just a gay audience. It was a lot of like straight people that were talking very highly of the movie. I was very optimistic going into the weekend. Um, I'm going to see it again this week. Um, I mean, I. Um, didn't see it this weekend either, but I mean, I've seen it three times already. So shut up, Megan. And um, <laughs> I, I mean, say anything. I could hear your mouth opening, you <laughs> gank. I um, didn't actually. I was reading about Love Simon. Oh, jeez, oh, that we're getting more homophobic as this goes on. Um, <laughs> no, I will make my point. But go ahead, go ahead. Um, oh, you said Love Simon. I heard. I thought Love Victor, the TV show. Um. No. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, I don't know. Okay. There's things that I was saying to Megan before you jumped on the call, Clarence, that like, I do think that I know people aren't necessarily, not everyone is a fan of Billy Eichner and that's fine. I am a huge fan of his. Um, the thing that I am getting a little annoyed about is the fact that, um, so he tweeted out his disappointment on the movie. He said, you know, straight people don't come out to watch the movie. And that, I mean, is not untrue. I mean, sort of feel like a lot of people didn't come out for the movie. Um, But I think something that is annoying me is just that anytime he says anything now, everyone's like, oh, what a fucking asshole. Like, it's just that I think he was just like, okay, straight people don't come out for the movie. I think he just said it very casually and everyone's just like, what a smug motherfucking asshole. What a dick. And I was like, guys, it sort of just feels like for a lot of people, no matter what Billy Eichner says, uh, people don't like it. Um, and that's fine. They're allowed to have their opinions. I don't agree with it. Um, I do think to a certain extent, the movie is, I know it was really pushed as a rom-com. It does have a romantic plot to it. Um, but I would actually think that the movie is more of, if I had to put the movie in a genre, I would say it's more just a comedy. Um, and I don't think that the advertising, the more that I think about it, it didn't really play up the fact that it was just a funny movie because the reviews reflect that it was a really funny movie. And the reviews, um, you know, uh, what, like mid 90s Rotten Tomato score, you know, the the re- reviews and word of mouth are very strong. But I think maybe they were probably a little too um, 
focused on the fact of how historic it was to have an all queer cast. That's probably what it was, because I think the um, I don't know, I think maybe they should have focused on the fact that it's just like a, a really funny movie and that's it. I don't know. Which I don't I don't know you can I don't know if you can sort of when you're in it and you're sort of promoting it. I don't know if you can you're in the thick of it and you're trying to uh, pivot towards that. You might not know that you need to pivot towards that. And the other thing is, like, I saw somebody else saying, I can't remember who it was. And they were like, um, well, The Lost City was a romantic comedy and it made a decent amount of money. And it looks like people are excited for that um, Julia Roberts movie. And I was like, you can't like sort of compare what bros is in terms of like actors to something like something with Sandra Bullock and something that's going to come out with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And someone said something like, well, I'm if, you know, I can't remember what, what is it? Ticket to Paradise? Is that the name of that movie? Um, yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, if that does well, I think it's just homophobia. And I was like, I don't necessarily think you can blame it all on homophobia. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, nobody... Uh, no household in, I don't know, Idaho knows who Luke McFarlane is. Like, you can't sort of compare uh, something with... I don't know with, who Luke McFarlane is. I barely know who Luke McFarlane is. I'm the biggest faggot on this website, so I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then I saw some other people. It just sort of felt like a lot of it was going through. So I, sh- I should never read responses to anything. People are like the mood, the gay people are like, it's offensive. It's doing it's it's not doing the community any favors. They say the F word. And I was like, do you guys like that's how a lot of gay people talk? Like, I don't think that uh, Billy Eichner and Nick Staller were coming out of a place of um, what is the word? Um, uh, not authenticity. You know, it's not like. You know, just and the other thing is just I, I saw a lot of gay people saying um, not just the fact that it was like, uh, you know, a, two white guys in the center of it. That's not what I'm talking about when I mentioned this upcoming comment that like people were like, I don't see myself in this movie. Like and I was just like, it, it's I hate when people say that because it's it's sort of like. Um, like, you know, seeing yourself on screen, obviously visibility is very important, especially for the queer community who's underrepresented, everything like that. But I'm just saying, like. I, I get a little annoyed when I hear people that say like, oh, I don't see myself in this. Therefore, I'm not going to see it. I don't know. I'm not talking about the, the whiteness of it. I'm just talking about like other gay people who say that uh, it's not know, relatable to them. It's not relatable to them. And I was just like, OK, but that doesn't mean the movie's not funny. I don't know. Yeah. Most of the criticism oh, I saw of it was from other gay um, like LGBTQ people on Twitter, which I thought was interesting. Like, I haven't seen really anybody. Actually, I've seen a lot of straight film Twitter people really going to bat for it. Um, but I mean, but I do think I, here's what I think happened. I think I didn't think the first trailer was very good. And I told Joey that I, I in romantic comedies, you never show the two kiss like and I so when they when they showed the two dudes kissing and like making out in the park, which was hot, like. Um, you know, I was like, yeah, do it. But I was thinking to myself, oh, well, like, I feel like I just saw the whole movie because you saw how they like didn't like each other and then they do like each other. So I felt like um, as somebody who loves romantic comedies, I'm like, oh, well, I just saw the whole movie in the trailer. I thought the second trailer that I saw was better that I had not seen till today. But so that was, I think, one issue that I had just as somebody who, you know, will go to see any of these types of movies. And then I think the other thing is that they did push so much that it was the 
like this is like an all gay cat, you know, queer LGBTQ cast and all of that. And um, I think that it had it suffered the same problem as in the Heights where like people don't want to be told that like, like within the Heights, it was twofold. It was like, you know, support this like um, like minority representation and also go back to the theater, which a lot of people were not ready to go back to. And I think that hurt it. And I think that bros was another like, I think it was just kind of like, it came out at a weird time in the fall. Um, it sh- if you came out in the summer, I think it probably would have done a little bit better. Um, but I also, spring. yeah, but I also think people don't want to be told, like, you have to go see this movie. Like the, you, they don't want to be guilted into going to see the movies. Like going to I, movies. I will offer a little bit of a rebuttal to that just because okay. I don't think that is everything that they were saying. Like, sure. Billy Eichner was saying that because he was very excited about it. Um, and he was saying, he's been saying it sort of for months, every sort of, you know, got him a little bit in trouble too. But I do feel like every interview that I saw, and I did see a lot when they did mention that, um, this might not be every interview, just every one that I saw, they did also just mention, it's also, Hey, it's just a really fun time. Yeah. I guess if you're, if you're like me, who's more of a casual Billy Eichner like bystander person, I just got that it was supposed to be like an important, that's what I, that's what, as somebody who on the outside, I guess more of it, I just got that it was more of like important. I don't know. You know, I intend to see it at some point. It's just not something that immediately spoke to me as, and I didn't see any films this weekend to be fair, but um, it's just not something that made me think I've got to rush out and see this right away. Um, and I don't know why that is. I didn't think the trailer was very funny. I didn't see the second trailer. Um, and, uh, as, as far as like broader context and I'm, and I'm kind of stealing this one from Jalal. So sorry, Jalal, but, um, I don't, I, I agree with Jalal that I don't think Billy Eichner is a leading man. That is, that is something I thought about too, because so many people are used to seeing him as like, you know, on parks and rec or being, um, the second banana in films. Um, or even, I'm not I'm even thinking like, what, what has he, what has he been in that he's done? Um, well, he was like, he, he did lead uh, difficult people, but that's a very acidic. Yes. Per, you know, something that's very well suited to him. I don't know. I, I don't want to comment too much more on it because I haven't seen the film, but um, just it, it, as far as my reaction to the marketing and, and all of that, I don't think it was marketed very well. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think, opening it in September on the advent of Halloween against unexpectedly against now, granted they couldn't move the film because smile suddenly decided in the summer to release on this weekend. Um, but opening against a horror film coming up on the Halloween, you know, yeah, kind of didn't make sense. And it was no, it was not their fault. They had that date first. Uh, Smile came in, as I mentioned a couple of months ago, and said, hey, we're actually going to release this instead of just release it on Paramount+. Plus." But um, I think it's just really bad timing. I think that um, I didn't realize this until... I think the reason why they did the uh, September release was because it had the world premiere at TIFF. And I think that they wanted to maybe position it a little bit of maybe a screenplay contender, I think, because that's what a lot of people were saying after they saw the movie. Like, you know, if, you know, maybe, you know, it's more of a long shot, but, you know, maybe it could pull something out like a, I can't think of something, but, you know, it's, 
you know, maybe they could play on a couple of factors and maybe could like land somewhere um, in a sort of awards conversation. I do think that they also were hoping that um, the buzz from, you know, some big splashy uh, award centered uh, film festivals would also help build a lot of buzz. I think that's what they were doing. Um, maybe if they waited until maybe the first week of November, maybe that would have been better um, after Halloween was over. And then something else that someone pointed out to me that I sort of didn't, you know, take into account this weekend, even though I did watch it, it was just like, you know, the gays were also all really excited for Hocus Pocus too. Yeah. So um, I saw many a gay talking about that movie. I saw more people talking about that than bros, like of my gay friends. And, you know, it is, you know, I don't think that um, we are still living in an age of now that we've had, what, a year and a half, two years of people just ready to watch stuff at home. Like, I'm, I'm going to be really excited when we leave the area of playing exclusively in movie theaters, yeah. um, which sort of like rips my heart out a little bit. Um, maybe it would find you know, more life once it's streaming, maybe. I mean, since it does have a good uh, cinema score, I had what, an A coming out of this weekend, maybe word of mouth will keep it consistent and maybe it can make some money back. Who knows? So. I think, in, unfortunately, even if, if Billy didn't mean what he, like, <laughs> what he said about, like, straight people not coming out, which is true, which is, but it's not, a lot of people didn't come out. But I think that is going to hurt his, I think that press is going to hurt the box office. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's inevitable. The conversation around it being a quote unquote failure is, yeah. is not going to be a good look. It's not you don't put that on marketing materials, right? <laughs> oh, also, no. Also, though, that he was saying that like straight people like so anybody who did want to show up this week a lot. I saw a lot of people saying I want I did want to see it. But now I'm like, maybe I don't. I mean, it's it's. Again, it's it's got great reviews. It's got a, an A cinema score. It, it's reportedly a very good film. Um, it will find its life somewhere. You know, it's yeah, unfortunate so that it too. didn't have it at the theater this weekend. But, you know, it doesn't mean that other things like this shouldn't be made. No, and I don't think that that's going to happen either. I don't think that, like, um, if anything, I mean, there have been a lot of movies Lately, I mean, there was um, Fire Island, and I know, um, I feel like I'm missing another one, but I, or even the one that is coming out um, with, I saw a trailer for that one. with. Oh, spoiler um, alert. Yeah, I that I think that looks good and, like, terribly sad, but, um, I mean, that one, I mean, it's it goes to show, I, I feel like it's just been kind of building. We had the um, Happiest Season on Hulu. I think a lot of people also said that they were, they thought it would have been, um, they do think it would have been better on a streamer. Um. Well, something that someone that I, that I, uh, who, uh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, but he, he said something, he shared about how he watched the movie with his husband and they went out to the theaters and they, and they watched it and they loved it. And then when he told his husband that it didn't do well at the box office, his husband said something along the lines of, he was like, that movie, do, that type of movie doesn't necessarily do well in movies or in theaters right now. That's something you release mm -hmm. on a streaming platform. Um, That's true. Um, I do know when I was at TIFF and they they were, you know, 
before the movie started, they did make a point that they wanted this movie to be like the type of movie that you see with like a crowd and you like laugh together as a crowd. And I was looking forward to when I went to go see it again, I was hoping to see it with like, a you know, not by myself in a theater with at least some people in the theater to, you know, laugh with just because, you know, I think comedy is one of the best types of movies to see in like a crowded theater. It's a big communal experience. Um, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so disappointed at uh, the box office, just because I had seen the movie twice before I saw um, it at TIFF. And TIFF, it was like, you know, world premiere, big star-studded thing. It was like over 2,000 people. It was, I was in like the third row from the very top. I was like, it's packed with people. And like, it was loud in that theater. And I think my personal expectations of the movie um, doing well uh, you know, it just sort of, I'm, I'm just sort of sad over it because I think seeing with that type of audience was a really great experience. Um, and I wish more people had that experience, but, um, sadly that did not happen this weekend. <laughs> well, we can see, you know, I, I, I hope you guys love- like it. I'm afraid you guys are going to see it and be like, it was garbage. <laughs> no, I told you no. I like this. The second trailer that I watched, I'll send it to you, Clarence. The second trailer I saw was much better because it actually showed kind of what was like, it focused more on this journey of Billy Eichner's character, which I didn't realize what his character was like from the first trailer I saw. So um, I was like, oh, this is actually something I would want to see. And I was like, why didn't I see this trailer earlier? I mean, I'm I'm still probably, I mean, I'm still want to see it, but um, yeah, let me, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. But I was, um, yeah, I like the second trailer. I saw much better. All right. Um, anything else on bros? I mean, certainly Megan and I haven't seen it yet. We're part of the problem. Um, (laughs) I also think romantic comedies have just been dead for a while. Like that's the other strike too, is that like, I don't even think it's necessarily cause you can go like, again, you can go on Netflix and watch all of these like, or a Hallmark channel. It's that time of year too. Like, I mean, the movie, the movie skewers that the movie, the movie makes fun of that. Like it really does. Like they make, they make fun of Hallmark movies. Like the whole movie, it's like a through line throughout the whole movie. Um, I don't know. Um, and it's, I think it's unfair to compare this against uh, The Lost City because that's that's yeah. an action adventure comedy romance. Right. That's a that's a hot, multi hybrid like genre film with big stone. stars. Yeah, romancing yeah. stones. Is that the right way of thinking? Yeah, yeah, romancing yeah, yeah. stone. Yeah, um, uh, with with huge stars. Um, and even I suspect even as much as you know, each uh, Ticket to Paradise uh, with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. I suspect that's going to probably. I don't Not think it's str- going to do well. Yeah, I, I think I don't think it's going to struggle, but I don't think it's going to burn the world up. Like a movie like that 10 years ago would have made easy 150, 200 million dollars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the trailer is also something I have a problem with with that one because it reveals everything like <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the bros trailer reveals everything. Like the, the point that I made to Megan Clarence is when she said the point about like, oh, I see them, uh, you know, kissing there. I, I don't think the movie I don't think bros as as it is labeled a romantic comedy is trying to be like something that like, I don't know, Kate Hudson would star in. I don't think that's the type of movie that it is. Well, that's what was billed to it. I thought at least I thought that's what it was. Supposed I to also, be. I also just think that like trying to figure out how to make it an important, I'm using air quotes here, important movie. And also just pitch it as really funny. is probably way harder than they, 
it's probably really hard to do balancing that out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, there are some other queer movies coming out, like spoiler alert looks really good. Um, looks d- depressing as fuck. Um, yeah, it does. but also like knock at the cabin comes out early next year. That's a, that's a thriller movie with two gay parents in it. Um, and when you told me what the film was about, um, like the two interesting, like I think you said it's the two things are going on. I thought, Oh, you can't put that in a trailer. Like you can't get that from a trailer. Um, and that's a completely different movie than what was than the trailers and the marketing from what we saw. So another thing is too, I think, you know, liberal conservative, whatever you are, I think audiences, when they smell something, this is kind of, this is definitely what you were getting at within the Heights, um, Megan, when they smell something that's important. Yes. Or if it's marketed as an important thing that you should see, human tendency is to say, no, I'm not going to see that. You know, if you go back to one of your favorite movies, Joey, the birdcage, the birdcage did not, when it, (laughs) when they released, and I don't want to say that that's like the the hallmark of gay cinema. I I don't think that at all, but it is a comedy and it was marketed as a comedy first. Yeah. And it just happened to quietly be important because they were talking about palimony and, you know, the, uh, gay marriage before gay marriage was legal before the Supreme Court's getting ready to take it away. Um, so, you know, that 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 is sort of the hallmark, I would think, for something like this, is, is show the funny first. Get people in the seats because they want to laugh and have a good time. Don't don't bring them in because it has an inclusive cast, although it's odd that it had a straight director. Um, Who's, so oh, I didn't realize. Next dollar. Yeah. I also no. wonder, this is, this, is that who directed yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I was going to bring oh, up yeah. Judd Apatow. I also wondered if, like, because I know that was the other thing that, like, slightly turned me off from it. Because I, well, for one thing, I like some Judd Apatow movies, but I usually know that they're crazy long. And they're, and, um, I don't know, and they're kind of, like, they're all kind of alike. So Middle-aged I, angst. Yeah, so I was kind of, when I saw his name on it, I was kind of like, do I really want to, I mean, that was the other thing that kind of, I don't think that's, I think that's just me, but, um I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that that many people really get to that deeply. Yeah, I don't think they yeah. do either. Anyway, we were, we were going to have a potpourri of topics here, but we've we spent quite a bit of time talking about Rose, which I which is great um, because I think we've had a really fan, uh, interesting conversation. Uh, let's uh, pivot <laughs> so to something you're else. You're saying fantastic, but like, no, it wasn't fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I stuttered. Um, em, uh, em, emancipation. Apple re- announced today. Uh, as we were recording, that they are releasing Emancipation in a month or in two months, sorry, in, in the beginning of December. Um, it screened this weekend at a, I believe it was an NAACP conference. I should I should check that. But it was a the right audience to have the first screening of that um, film in it Washington, D.C. Oh, it was in Washington, D.C. is where they screened it? Yeah, I... Uh, Yes, I'm, I'm getting to it. It is a yes, and in uh, a Congressional Black Caucus Foundation's 51st annual legislative conference hosted by the NAACP, and that is where it sort of had a test screening or premiered or whatever you want to call it, um, which I think was really smart by Apple because that's the right audience for this film. They they will not look at the. <laughs> 
Five. They will not look at the uh, the slap as the you know the the primary thing that they take away from this film. They will look at the meat of the story first. Well, he I thought it was interesting because I read in uh, a thing about it the day that it screened, and Will Smith was there, Antoine Fuqua who directed it, and it was who was the other person? Mary Elliott who is the curator of American slavery at the Smithsonian, excuse me, National Museum of African American History and Culture. She moderated it. Um, it would, no, it was moderated by politics and culture commentator Angela Rye. And then Will Smith made a comment about how he avoided, you know, doing any movies that had slavery in it. He said, throughout my career, I've turned down many films that were set in slavery. I wanted to show, I never wanted to show us like that. And then this picture came along and this is not a film about slavery. This is a film about freedom. This is a film about resilience. This is a a film about faith. So. I wonder if you like, did it get any like good kind of feedback or, or any kind of buzz? I I saw some it, negative tweets. Yeah, I, I saw some tweets that were supportive of the story, supportive of the importance of it, this, the, of telling this. It's it's based on a true story, um, telling this this individual's horrible uh, life story. Um, I But it just all of the tweets kind of centered around the importance of the story, less so about the quality of the film. Mm hmm. Which which makes sense given the audience. I mean, certainly they would they would want to support um, something of you know of this nature. I, I'm just there's been a lot of conversation today about why did Apple all of a sudden drop it into uh, theaters this year? Well, I, I think they've got to do have they've got to come out with something because um, it's like it's like the uh, the reigning champion like saying I'm not going to compete this year um, and I think that they are kind of tossing this out there uh, because they know they've got those other two in their back pocket for next year um, Killers of Flower Moon and yes. Napoleon yeah. yes Yeah. I, I think that they definitely don't want to release it in the same year that they're focusing on a Scorsese and a um, uh, a um, who directed Napoleon? Uh, Ridley Scott. Ridley though. Scott, yeah. yeah. Um, this is like their buy year. I feel like they're kind of like we're having a rebuilding year. Like we're just going to like, here you go. Here's our most. Here's a recent Oscar winner. Yeah. Um, let's forget Which, what he did at the at last. I thought year's. it was. I thought it was interesting that in the trailers it doesn't say Academy Award winner Will Smith. I thought that too. I saw that oh. and I was like, oh wow, they're just going on name. And that's which they it. which they can do that because I mean Will Smith. Is he's, yeah, a, I thought it kind of works because I'm like he's Will Smith, but I did wonder the same thing because usually as soon as you win an Academy Award, it's like that's we, what we're goes put, in front of your name. Yeah, we're putting that out there. I would say that when I made dinner reservations. Hi, this is Academy Award winner <laughs> Joey Moser. I was on the table for Friday at seven. <laughs> and then then they would say, "What did you win for?" <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, it could be great. You know, you never know. I mean, yeah. it could be because there's no aside from the, you know, maybe the Fablemans or everything everywhere all at once. There's no real front runner right now coming out of the festival season. So 
you know, we haven't seen Babylon yet. Um, we haven't seen She Said. That, that's premiering soon. We haven't seen a couple of things. So there's room for another film to come in, for sure. I, I don't think we've seen the Best Picture winner yet. I really don't. I know everybody's so high on Fableman's, and Fableman's very well could win, but I I just think because it came out, it's it's having this buzz so early, that's never never a good thing. It has the target on its back already. So. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Well, it's uh, also, it, it's an, how do I want to say this? It, it's a, it's a, you know, similar to Belfast last year. It's a white man telling his white man story. Um, and it's not the environment for that right now. Yeah. But the Academy yeah. eats that up. <laughs> they do. I mean, Kenneth Branagh did win an Oscar, so uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm very anxious to see it. Unfortunately, it's not showing in any festivals that I've been able to attend. So I will see it one day, hopefully, <laughs> at least Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm anxious for you to see it and let us know what you think. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Uh, what else have we got? What else is going on? What have you been watching? Um, I just want to know what you guys have been watching on TV. And uh, have you guys caught up with The Patient? I wanted to know if you caught up with. No, I'm dying to watch that. I was high on it in the beginning, but I'm kind of losing interest in it. Um, I think it's like. Um, I, I think it might be because it's the creators of the Americans, who I always feel like I have like. Um, I feel like when I watch things with them, I, I'm I'm not invested into it. Where I feel like it's like they're they're holding me at a distance. I always feel like, like that's how I felt about the Americans that I wasn't invested and enthralled in it. It was like there was like a me a veil and then the Americans, and that's kind of how I feel about this. I think Steve Carell's really good. I'm surprised people aren't. Um, he's playing a Jewish character, and I was surprised I haven't seen people. Um, freaking out about that i don't know because i i feel i know that's something that um that is is taken into consideration with um especially since it's such a it's it's a character that is uh it's about like a lot of his inner turmoil is about judaism and and stuff Mm. so that's why i kind of wondered about that but um but don dom hall that his name yeah yeah. I always want to call him Donald, uh, but he uh, is very good in it. But but I feel like it's it's gotten to a point. You know, he's got his his therapist. You know, trapped. Like basically, he's kidnapped him and wants him to cure him, um, which is fairly a fairly interesting premise. But um, it's it's kind of just stalled where I'm watching it right now. The music's really great. I really um, uh, the production design. Uh, the performances are good too. I just feel like I'm kind of um, not sure where they're going with this, and not sure how how um, Steve Carell's character's storyline, like with his um, you know background with his wife and, and Judaism, is going to match up with you know helping a serial killer. But right. um, I don't know. I, I was in the beginning. I was really into it and it had really good cliffhanger endings, but. Uh, I'm I'm just not sure where it's not sure it's where it's going. Yeah, I wanted to see it too. Um I just haven't gotten around to it. I did finish uh 5 days at Memorial um oh. this weekend, which is Does it stick the landing? I think it does. I think it's it's quite good. Um really? probably one of one of my favorite things I've seen this year wow. and I, It's very very hard to watch. Um Yeah. And 
but I'm wondering if they're going to ultimately campaign Vera Farmiga in lead um, for a limited series actress. I mean, you know, it's still very early in the season, but um, she is this. Initially, it was more of an ensemble piece, but as the series progresses, it becomes more and more about the targeted case against her. Um, so she's definitely very strong in the uh, she's strong through the whole thing, but the the ending is definitely more about her. And I think one of the most brilliant things about this is that it doesn't necessarily take a side by the time you get to the end. Hmm which I find refreshing because it's not telling you what you should think at all. And it started, it definitely started a conversation uh, between me and my wife. Um, all weekend we were talking about it. So, wow. I, uh, I really, really, um, I really liked it. Joey, what's the last episode you saw? Um, I've seen only four. Okay. Did you watch the one where they were giving the shots? No. Okay. So you, oh. ha- all right. So you, I'm behind. I mean, I basically want to maybe like restart at like two or three and yeah. jump back in. There's an episode that if you're, I'm not a, a huge, I love, I like dogs. I'm not a huge dog person, yeah. but there's an episode um, that almost had me in tears. Um, <gasps> About because, a dog. Yeah. Does a dog die? Don't tell me somebody's cruel to a dog. Somebody cruel to a dog. Well, I mean, it's. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Because I mean, it's it's. I kind of want to know what it is to prepare. For okay, I think I, you know. I think it's I'm important that you're emotionally prepared for this moment. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is you can find out this information. This is all a true story, by the way. Um, but in, in case you haven't seen Five Days of Memorial, you want to preserve the element of surprise here. Um, jump forward 15 seconds or so. Uh, but what happened is, as they were asked to leave the hospital, they could they none of the rescue vehicles. Well, they were told that none of the rescue vehicles would allow animals and people had brought their uh, pets <gasps> into the hospital when they sheltered in place. And so there is a doctor who euthanizes every single one of the dogs in the hospital. Oh, my God. And, and you know, the dog, Joey, at the very beginning. Um, yeah, I do. The doctor who brings his dog, he has to put his dog to sleep. And uh. it's so hard to watch because these people are sobbing and then you you know it just it, it's it just it just it's emotional but it's also intelligent it's it's very difficult to watch but it's telling a true story and it's making you think about a lot of different things it wow. is really very strong material i think wow Ugh. but I, want, I don't mean to spoil it for anybody. I just think that you that people who are dog people should be emotional. No, yeah. For that I moment. I'm glad that you, that's one of the reasons why I never watched Chernobyl. <laughs> Were there dogs in Chernobyl? There was like, wasn't there a, a dog that was killed in Chernobyl that was sick? Huh, I don't remember that. I'm sure there. Yeah. I remember you telling Maybe. me about it. That's why I was like, I'm okay. not watching that. Okay. But anyway, uh, that is what I've been watching. I also caught up to um, a couple of things on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I've, I've seen three episodes of Andor. And I don't know the show that all these people are raving about online. It must be the people that love Better Call Saul. I'll say, I'll say that because um, Andor is extremely boring. <laughs> I, 
I did get into it in the third episode just a little bit. And I, I was interested in the fourth episode. And then that was maybe a week ago. And I just life happened and I f- didn't watch uh, anymore. I, I just it's not something that I get. Uh, I did catch up to She-Hulk, um, which is a comedy. And I've had a really fun time with that. That is a is a funny, funny show. It's not trying to do anything deep or meaningful. It's just really funny. It's got a very insightful take on social media and the cult of personality. That's interesting. You know, you're like, so many people told me that I, that show is actually really funny. Maybe. Yeah, I heard that too. Like I've had people tell me that I should watch it. I'm actually planning on what, not to get ahead to our flash forward, but I plan on watching Turning Red. I really want to watch that. Oh, yeah. I've decided I'm going to watch that. Um, yeah, I think so, you'll like that. Yeah, I think I will, too. I was I've been I started last night. Um, Sins of our mother uh, about. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Lori Vallow. Um, and that's uh, a very it was a lot of stuff that I didn't know about the story as somebody who's like listened to the pod like podcasts about it and stuff. Um, I, there was a lot to it that I didn't know about. Um, talk about a terribly, terribly sad story, terribly upsetting story. Um, but, uh, I've got like one episode to go, but it's, um, it's done. It's well done. It's, um, uh, with the way it presents information, um, and showing the victims and, um, you know, the kids and, and even the, um, the, fr- the the many p- victims in the Vallow uh, Daybell uh, path. Uh, it's, it's just terribly sad, but fascinating, and um, yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Joey, what have you caught up on? Um, I feel like I've been watching more just movies than a lot of tv like right now i've been watching a lot of um i've been doing a lot of baking randomly um you know this you know headline gay guy buys a a pumpkin magazine while waiting in line at the grocery store and then lo and behold i think i'm like in the last uh four days i made two it's all pumpkin stuff so it's basic as hell so it's um i made like (laughs) um a double layer pumpkin cheesecake because um i brought one into work um, I made two cheesecakes in one day. I made like a Reese's peanut butter cup cheesecake and a, a double layer pumpkin pie cheesecake. So it's a layer of pumpkin pie cheesecake and a layer of just regular cheesecake. And I brought half in to work. And um, this really nice guy who works at the market was like he had a piece of the pumpkin pie cheesecake after he turned down the Reese's peanut butter one and said to my face, no, that'll give me diarrhea. Um uh, he asked me to, he was like, would you bake me a cheesecake if I gave you, like, the money f- to make it? I was like, okay, so he gave me 20 bucks, and I made him a cheesecake. So I made two cheesecakes, and then I made, like, a pumpkin cheesecake with a cream cheese icing. Then I made um, a pumpkin pistachio cannoli, or cannolis. I didn't just make one, just made, I made a bunch. And then tonight, before I jumped on the podcast, I made um, pumpkin donuts with a... Uh, maple brown sugar glaze. Wow. Um, wow. And I've been watching um, a lot of like Halloween baking championship <laughs> and a lot of uh, I have screeners right now that I'm slowly going through. There's uh, nailed it Halloween 
Um, and I love nailed it because it's stupid. I'm actually I'm a pretty decent baker if I have a recipe right in front of me. Like I can follow directions very well when it comes to that. But I want to go on Nailed It so badly because even though, like, the recipes are incredibly generic, they're like, add the sugar, add this, and they don't tell you anything, I really want to go on Nailed It to um, see how bad it goes. <laughs> so I should probably apply for that. Um, yeah, I've been just watching that. I've been watching, um, you know, I've been trying to uh, catch up with a lot of movies. Like, uh, I made a list of everything that I can think of that is out that has come out earlier this year that I haven't seen. So I have like a little piece of paper. It has four columns on it. So some stuff like I watched Do Revenge. I didn't really care for that movie. Um, like I watched um, I watched a bunch of gay movies because I still do. Uh, um, I help with programming of that Rochester Film Gay Film Festival. That's coming up. Um, I saw a movie that I actually really like that. I'm not sure if a lot of people love it. It's called God's Creatures with Emily Watson and Paul Meskel. Um, I saw Amsterdam. I'm, that is not going to be what I'm looking forward to this week because that movie was the turd. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm watching a lot. I'm trying what to. What do you think of Smile? We never really discussed Smile. I really liked it. I didn't um, expect it to be. This isn't a criticism, and this is what I tweeted about it. I was like, I didn't realize that it was going to be like the most intense Better Help ad I've ever seen. It is very like it's. So it's, it's all about as, trauma. Yeah, it's not as fun as you think it's going to be. But there's some like horrifying images in that movie. Yeah, like, horrifying. Um. There's, I like what the movie does a lot with a lot of the editing and the sound. Mm-hmm, um, I, I didn't have like an issue with the ending. I just think I, um, I thought the ending could have been a little tighter, but I thought that um, it's doing a good job of, you know, original horror that's out right now. And is that movie rated R? I thought it was PG-13. I think it's it. rated R. Because then, um, yeah, the, the imagery, I was just like, there's no fuck. Like halfway through, I was like, there is no fucking way this is PG-13 because it's so disturbing. Yeah. Um, and did not realize that it was going to make me into Kyle Gallner. Like, hey, you're kind of hot. Is that her ex-boyfriend in it? Yeah, they have the mustache. The cop. Yes. Okay. Did not expect that. I have I I liked it. I I think I like of the horror movies I've seen. I think I liked Barbarian better. Um I even probably like Don't Worry Darling better. I think I enjoyed that oh, one better. Wow. I know, which is crazy. Uh but that I That is a horror movie. Sosie Bacon is so good in it. Like she's really oh, she's great. good. Um the cast is is really good. Like the all the actors except for boy her boyfriend. I was like, girl, he's, he's not into you. I'm like, yeah, I think he's, he's gay. gay. He's not into you. Like <laughs> um but, like I half expected him to be like, girl, what's wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> girl. But the cast was really good. I thought like, um, yeah, I, 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 it's not like an enjoyable horror film. Like, it's to actually really sad. Like, I it's think. sort of like if you took The Ring, because I, it's basically The Ring. Like the, you know, once you see the thing, you have a week <laughs> to essentially uh, escape it or figure it out. Um, and it's sort of like the intensity of the ring ratcheted up to like 11 and take out any sort of uh, like fun with it. Like I thought yeah. I did think it was going to be I heard it's like, you know, the jump scares are kind of fun and they're very inventive. And I was like, this is about deep rooted familial trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, I think I think it's good. Yeah. Um, also, director is hot. I think the the other trend is horror directors of original 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Barbarian movie. It's Parker Finn. Yeah, Parker and Finn. Zach Kreger. Zach Kreger, also very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been trying to watch like a bunch of movies. Like I, I want to do. I still want to do like a an Idris Elba double feature where I watch Beast in 3000. I, really, I thought Beast looked really good. I thought that looked I thought fun. It did too. Yeah. But it's, it's this horrible thing of like, you know, it's in theaters and then all of a sudden it's like, never mind, you can watch it at home. And I was like, I hate that. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to what uh, Clarence you would think of Smile. So um, I think it'd be up your alley. Nice, creepy horror. <laughs> I uh, I just looked up the uh, ending of it, and it sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, you looked up the ending? <laughs> yes, because I'm not going to see it, because the oh, trailer uh, unsettles me. So. Oh, it totally unsettles oh, it, it, me. It, I no. found the trailer scarier than the movie, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I might see it on streaming or something like that, but there's just only so many hours in the day and so many hours in the week. <laughs> right. Know? So um, very quickly before we wrap – a couple of things that I wanted to mention. Um, House of the Dragon is doing really well. Now, not with its cinematography. I know everybody yeah, talked about it. Yeah, I heard bitching about that today. It's this director. He is leaving the show, but he likes his his dark. He was the one that directed the Battle of uh, of uh, Winterfell in the last season of Game of Thrones, yeah. which was also too dark for everybody. Yeah. Apparently, you've got to have a, t- a TV that is highly tuned and, and perfected Jesus to, to Christ. you know, whatever. I watched it on my laptop, and I actually had to pick up my laptop and put it about 12 inches away from my face to be able to see what was going <laughs> wow. on, which looked really great. Um, but that aside, it is only about five minutes of the episode. A lot of people are complaining about it, but it really is only five minutes of the episode. It's not like the entire episode was filmed in this dark haze. or Like or that re- other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happened else, you know, outside of that in the daylight where you could clearly see it was that shit insane. And I am 100 percent here for it. Wow. That is I, should, I need to watch. I'm actually curious about it because, I mean, I'm sure that if I was a Game of Thrones person, I would appreciate it more. But I've heard people that don't that haven't really been into Game of Thrones and they've never watched it. I've seen a, a bunch of people on Twitter that are like, it's entertaining and it's a, it's a fun show. It It is definitely like a little bit like succession, but with dragons. <laughs> and there was a scene last night. I'm not going to, this is, you won't remember this when you see it. And this is not a spoiler because I'm not going to name any names, but there was a, a, a bitch kid that got on a dragon and it was the biggest dragon in the world. And he rode it around and he was like, I'm tough shit, big dragon. And then he goes to find his, his kid best friends. And then he's like, or his cousins. And then he makes fun of one of them because your dad is illegitimate. You're an illegitimate bastard. And the other kid throws, and he tried he hits one kid on the head with a rock. The other kid throws sand in his face and takes a knife and slices his face open. Wow. And then they go to the family room and they're all like <laughs> one one mother is like, your kid took my eye. And the other one was like, he deserved it. And so the <laughs> other the, the 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 one mother got a knife and stabbed the others. Well, it was insane. Wow. <laughs> I love when shows and movies don't treat children like they're precious. Oh, like no. like that. I've never this is such a bad thing or correlation. That's what popped in my head. Like I've never watched. Uh, all of the Twilight movies, but there's that gif of Dakota Fanning throwing a child onto a pile of fire that makes me laugh every time I see it. Um, yeah. 
Well, uh, what's really interesting too is is this is for the Game of Thrones nerds, but the um, the dagger that was used to cut this kid's eye is the same dagger that is used in the end of Game of Thrones um, to kill a the uh, the Night King. Um, oh, and Arya used. Yeah, it's the same dagger. Um, it was just handed down from family to family or something like that. And uh, and there's a in King's Landing. I, I don't know if you were still watching this when it happened, but one of the one of the kings, the young kings, like the the um, not Targaryen, but the uh, Lannister, with the Lannister kings threw himself out a window. Yeah, I watched all of it. I watched the whole thing. Okay. I watched all so of the it. one where th- that window in in the palace. Um, a Targaryen, because there's a Targaryen king, a Targaryen boy was standing in that window and masturbating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's crazy. Like, there's some really weird... And and they, whenever you get bored with a character, don't worry, because they're going to jump forward <laughs> 10 years. That's what I heard. They'll, they'll either die or they'll replace him with a different actor. <laughs> That's wild. This sounds like some, a soap opera, more soap it opera, really like, is. more soapy than it, the original. I 100% agree. It is much more soapy than the original. Um, the other thing that I will say is spend some time, and I will send you this link, but um, casual fans of Disney would be, um, have been laughing at a series. Oh my God, Joey, please mute yourself. What? It's so Sorry. loud for some reason. Oh my God. No, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I think it's your laptop, um, your laptop, uh, Fan is your laptop fan running? Anyway, don't answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a series. Somebody in the marketing department at Disney is having a good time because there have been a series of clothing and product lines that have been very suggestive in their creation. Uh, one is a pair of, that is actually no longer for sale because of this fact. One is a set of Mickey ears that has white paint dripping from it. Um, and then it's oh, the, the ears. Come Mickey ears. <laughs> yes, the come Mickey ears, and it, and and the description of it is literally dripping with excitement. I saw that. There's another. There's a T-shirt. There it comes as a cut as a set. It's power couple, and it's got Mickey's pants and Minnie's sh- dress. But if you take just oh. <laughs> the male T-shirt, it's power bottom. <gasps> <laughs> and then there's a Pizza Planet um, set of sweatpants that have mysteriously. Um, little drips of white paint all over it that does not look like white paint. What is this from again? What is this? It, it's it's Disney merchandise. Wow. Somebody's having fun. We'll see what they can get away with. Uh, that's all I'll say there. Um, anything else we want to talk about in our coffee talk segment? Let me see if I can oh, find yeah, Mickey Mickey ears on eBay. No, it's it, yeah. No, I've looked. I've looked. Believe me, <laughs> they'd be like a thousand dollars. I just sent it to you both. Um, anything else you want to bring up? No. Yeah. All right, let's jump into the flash forward to the media we're most anticipating in the upcoming week. Uh, Megan, go first. So I am reading um, uh, Ronnie Spector's a memoir, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's a Be My Baby, um, and they say it's one of the greatest rock and roll memoirs of all time, uh, and it's really good. Um, she just passed away in January, and I've been really sad. Um, and it's, it's been great reading that. Um, you said Ronnie Spector and I immediately, I immediately thought you said Phil Spector. Well, she was married to him, (laughs) but I'm like, Hmm, that's not a biography. I probably wouldn't. 
Well, he hasn't showed up yet, but I'll let you know when he does. Um, But I love Ronnie Spector. Um, So I'm reading that. I would like to see... Uh, I need to, I still need to catch up on some documentaries, um, uh, but I would like to watch Turning Red. Like I said, I would really like to watch that. I want to watch Elvis. Um, TV-wise, I guess I'll keep plugging away with The Patient and see how it ends. Um, I've been watching You're Survivor. Trying your patient. I, it is trying my patience. I've been watching Survivor, but even that show is trying my patience because they. I miss the days with Survivor where like the people who – we're on it. We're not like all super fans. I don't know if there, this is like this on other shows like big brother or anything, but like everybody is just like so friggin' happy to be there and like is playing the game. And I just kind of wish it was like people who were more like who weren't super fans. Like I kind of wish (laughs) I missed that. Um, but, uh, I don't know if there's anything coming up. Maybe I'll go see bros this weekend. Um, uh, I could do that. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things TV wise. I guess that's probably it. About it. Um, I'm going to try to watch the greatest beer run ever, too. I am going to try to watch that. <laughs> and that's it. Joey? <laughs> um, I was going to maybe watch the greatest beer run ever, but then I just... The only reason I'm going to see it, watch it, is because I think <laughs> Zac Efron is hot with a mustache like that. That's the only reason. Um... Uh, the two shows I'm actually wanting to catch up with are catch up with are The Patient. Um, that's been on my list for a while, and um, I didn't realize it dropped already. But the first couple episodes of Interview with the Vampire, um, apparently, apparently the show is real gay. Um, to which I wanted to be like, are you surprised? Because right. I, the book was supposed to be really gay. I've never read the book, but um, the movie was gay. <laughs> The movie was gay, but everyone was just like, oh, this blows the movie out of the water, blah, blah, blah. So I'm excited for that. Um, I just passed an article talking about, um, you know, Interview with the Vampire, not dissects, but, you know, discusses blackness in in a way that other shows don't dare to. So I'm excited to, like, check it out and then read that article. I think Candace Frederick wrote it, or maybe she just shared it. Oh. Um... So I also have on my I'm going to pick a couple random movies from my four column list here. I am going to watch. Let's see. uh, Spin me round. Nitrum. Marry me. And. She will. It's spin me round the one with Allison Brie. Yes. Okay. I thought that looked cute, too. And I kind of wanted to know what that was. That's another. um, That's another one with. Uh, the girl who is in Confess Fletch, uh, Aiden Myeri, who's on that show, um, I love that for you with Vanessa oh, yeah. Bear. Aiden Myeri's in that too because I interviewed Aiden and she was talking about how excited she was about these like film projects she had and I feel like the the nature of way the nature in which movies are released now, especially small movies like that, because um, it played at my local theater for literally like three days and then it stopped, um, but it's you can rent it so I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have a lot of screeners, movie screeners to watch. Oh, well, it's fine. That I'm never going to get to, but uh, <laughs> including uh, the Angela Merkel documentary. Merkel? Is it? Yeah, Merkel. Yeah. Um, Holy Spider. Oh, that's what that's about? I didn't know that no. was. What? Is that? I didn't know that was about her. Holy yeah, Spider is not about... Angela Merkel. No, 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 no. 
Holy Spider is a, is a is a foreign film about a serial killer. Merkel is the Angela Merkel documentary. <laughs> okay, that's why I was I was like I'm really Holy confused. Spider Merkel. <laughs> um, I also have screener a screener to marry me, which you probably not watch, but I have it anyway. Um, Wait, which one's marry me? Is this something I should know? It's the Jennifer Lopez. Um, oh, oh romantic it's comedy that came out forever though, right? Yeah, it did. it's been out forever, but uh, I, since I'm a member, they're they're sending me. Since I'm a member of Critics Choice now, they send Ooh. all kinds of screeners to the stuff. Um, the documentary Wildcat, which was at Telluride and has gotten uh, strong reviews, and uh, something I've I wanted to catch in Telluride and I just didn't get around to it. Good night, Oppie. Oh, I heard that's really yeah, good. I heard that's good. Yeah, uh, so I'm very excited to see that. Uh, TV wise, I, I'm in the, uh, I'm in the market for a book. So if anybody has any good book recommendations, I, I actually did I buy a book. Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I did buy a book. I just have, Oh, all good people here by Ashley flowers. I have, uh, I have not started listening to that yet. I did finish. Um, so I talked about last week, uh, listening to a couple of Mark Maron podcasts. I did finish yeah. the Andrew Garfield podcast where he casually drops that he spent some time on fire Island with a friend. So that was interesting. And, um, I'm listening to the Sigourney Weaver podcast where she talks about her, uh, career as a late blooming actress. Um, and she apparently drops some shade about someone that she's worked with. Walter Hill, I think, maybe. I oh, really? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always a good time with Mark Maron. What's – this sounds like a dumb question. What's Mark Maron's podcast called? What the fuck? What the fuck? WTF. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be like, it's called the Mark Maron podcast, Joey. That would be funny if we were like, yeah, what the fuck, Joey? It's called what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, TV wise, um, I am, there's a couple of episodes of shows. I need to catch up to Andor. Um, but, uh, I do want to catch up to interview with the vampire cause I've heard great things about it. Uh, the midnight club, which comes out Friday on Netflix and, um, a standalone Disney horror thing, werewolf by night, which apparently is based on a little known Marvel comic, but it's directed by Michael Giacono, I think oh, the yeah. composer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Does that cover it? Yeah. All right, let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Michael McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy, thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Awards Daily, and uh, thank you for enduring this uh, Coffee Talk episode, this this source, this house of randomness that we've just embarked on. Coffee Talk. No big whoop. And uh, have a great tomorrow.